I compared myself to other teachers and I was putting my identity in, in my work and in my performance. And I, through that, I think the Lord helped me see eventually that um, the gospel is the only thing that I can put my identity in, that, that he's given me value and worth in Christ and um, that it is finished. Like the, the work, the real work, is, that's what Jesus said on the cross. It is finished. It's done. This is a podcast that tells stories about what God is doing right now in the world. We focus on what is happening with, in, or through Christians. The Bible says in Psalm 107, verses 1 and 2, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others He has redeemed you from your enemies. I'm your host, Emma Moore. Hi, and welcome to Seeing God. Today, we're getting back to our regular setup, which is an interview with some Christians about how they're seeing God. The people that we're speaking with are Bo and Kendra Miller. They are a part of my Sunday school group at Calvary Church in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Bo is a teacher and Kendra is a stay-at-home mom. They have two children, ages four and one and a half, and at the time of this interview, they were both at home due to the coronavirus, with Bo teaching his classes online. I'll note that I was also recording from home, so you may periodically hear some kids in the background. Bo and Kandra talked to me about going from working outside the home to caring for small children, seeking validation in the wrong places, and some little things that they've been regularly doing that have helped them to see God better. They talk about seeing God in a surprise phone call and in a bedtime prayer. Bo also mentions that he formerly had a podcast, so if you're curious about that, it's the INFJ Personality Show, and you can find it on Apple or at ispeakpeople.com. I'll also put a link to it in the show notes on our website. Let's get started. So how did you guys get to know God? I come from a lineage of Mennonites, um, so Christians adhering to the kind of Mennonite version of the evangelical faith. So from my youngest age, I was brought up learning about God and seeing that um, my parents both had a relationship with the Lord. Um, and when I was four, I remember praying with my dad to um, accept Jesus as my Savior. But as a four-year-old, my understanding of that was very rudimentary. So as I got older and, and continued attending church and being involved in youth group, I learned more and more about what it means to be a follower of Jesus and um, rededicated my life to Him, to serve Him. I struggled a lot with wondering, um, am I actually saved? Because I didn't have some radical conversion story where, you know, I'm a thief, I'm a murderer, and God redeemed me from that. No, I, I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up learning about God. And then I just, as I learned more about him, I decided, yes, indeed, this is what I want. This isn't just my parents' faith. This is my faith. So in junior high, I know I at least did that once, like recommitted myself to to be a follower of Jesus. And in in high school, I think a couple of times too. Hmm. Let's go to you, Bo. How did you get to know God? Same or or similar experience. Um, Both my parents were believers. They both knew Jesus. And I guess that was just part of normal life growing up. 
And I, I remember similarly when I was like seven sitting down on a love seat and understanding at least that there was a hell and there was a heaven and that because of my sin and because of God's holiness, the only way that I could be right with God and spend eternity with him in heaven um, was to put my trust in Jesus and not in my own good works or my performance. And that was the beginning too of a journey. I think it was, I mean, I, I got the rudimentary parts then, but I certainly wondered at times, like, is this, does this go away? Do I, do I need to do something different? It's kind of similar to what Kendra had talked about. And um, it wasn't until I was in like high school and then college that I think um, my faith started to have fruit that I could see like, oh, yes, I'm trusting in the Lord and it's what Christ alone has done that saves me and it's the gospel. And then um, because of that, because of what he's done and because of the Spirit's work in my life now, I'm, I'm doing the good works he wants me to, but they don't save me and, and they're not earning my salvation. They're just evidence of it. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear if you guys have specific instances you can think of, or even just in general ways, what you see God doing now. I um, am a stay-at-home mom now. I've been doing that for a year since our second born um, arrived. I had been working part-time before that, after our firstborn was born. I went down to 20 hours of, w- of work a week while my mom watched our son. And then after our second born arrived, then I stayed home full-time. And I have found um, the transition to motherhood to be a challenge, um, uh, a challenge of um, God revealing what I've been putting my identity in and what I just put my joy in each day. I love to get tasks done. I love to check things off lists. I love to see tangible results of what I've done. And um, you don't necessarily always get that with children. You're just putting food on the table and cleaning up messes um, for much of the day. And um, I struggle to feel like I'm doing what I should be with my life sometimes. And I see God working in me through this process to expose the idols in my heart, the idols of um, my own selfishness, wanting to get my priorities done. And instead of saying, God, what are your priorities? Which loving my kids well, teaching them about him, nurturing them, I think are big priorities um, as a follower of Jesus and the role that he has put me in right now as a mother. Mm -hmm. What did you do before when you were working? Um, immediately before having children, I was doing customer service, which would sound terrible. Nobody likes customer service. Um, but I loved it. I worked for a company that, um, treated us really well, empowered us to make decisions ourselves. Um, we didn't always, we didn't have to rely on a supervisor to resolve trouble with customers. We, we could solve the problem for them. Um, and I just really enjoyed the problem solving and the critical thinking that I could do every day at work. And I enjoyed the teamwork I had, um, fantastic coworkers, which make a big difference uh, in any job. So I really, I really enjoyed being a customer service representative as crazy as that sounds. What does your average day look like now? Um, I wake up whenever our um, 15 month old gets up. I still am um, nursing. So um, there's not much my husband can do in that regard. Um, And then at seven o'clock, our 
four-year-old wakes up and we start we start the day breakfast playing um lunch playing put everybody down for naps make supper play put everybody to bed that's my day yeah and how does god show up during those days or how do you seek him out i have been learning that i need to depend on god and i've been challenged by Bo and um, just some of the things we've been learning at church and through our quiet times to to pray about the little things. I, I think for a long time I had thought that um, I need to like pull yourself together, Kendra. Shouldn't you know how to do this? Like God would have that view of me, but I realized, no, if I lack wisdom, I can ask God um, and he will give generously. Um, I memorized that Bible verse this This spring, um, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. And I realized, oh my goodness, God, I think I have viewed that you would look at me with reproach if I asked you about things that you've already taught me. Like, God, how do I get through this? Um, I guess I thought he would say, Kendra, haven't I already taught you? Don't you already know? Are we really doing this again? Um, But no, he, he will give me wisdom without reproach and he gives it generously. Um, So that has been a huge encouragement to me to remind myself. Stop trying to do it on your own. Ask the Lord for help. Ask Him for wisdom, how to handle a temper tantrum and get dinner on the table. And yeah, those kind of those kind of issues every day that I deal with as a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, even if you need help again and again, He's still, still ready to give that wisdom. Mm-hmm. What about you, Bo? How have you been seeing God? I would say... Um similar things in that just learning to depend on him more. I I feel like that's something we'll probably say our whole lives because like the, I guess that's the way the Christian life goes. It's the opposite of, you know, other, other growth where we're supposed to be more and more independent. Like as believers, we're supposed to be becoming more and more dependent. So that'll probably be always happening, but definitely that just, I think even just with work from day to day, like thinking about, okay, I have to, to get this lesson planned and I only have so much time, but I feel like having a conversation with this person is important in building this relationship. And I'm not sure where these resources are going to come from. That doesn't mean I don't take my work seriously or don't plan. Um, this is all, these are all thoughts in my head, but uh, Lord, um, with all due respect, I like, this isn't going to happen. If, if you're going to make this happen, someone, one of my mentors told me that once and it was just really encouraging. And um, as I've tried to apply that um, it's been amazing. Like our, we have a little prayer book, we've been praying together each night just for a few minutes and we try to write down answers to prayer in it. And like over and over and over again, he's provided um, what I've needed. Like exactly. It usually comes, you know, at the last minute, (laughs) right when I can't attribute it to anything else and he's provided. So that's, that's one simple, but powerful way. Just it's helping me to just trust him. And I can say in those times, I'm like, Oh, what's going to happen? It's like, well, you've never failed me before. So I know you'll give me what I need and maybe it's not what I would have wanted, but it's what you want to, to do your work and to work in me and those around me. So that's been one really encouraging way. And I'd say another thing, like I mentioned the fruit of the spirit um, earlier, but I just say like being more uh, patient and other centered, more loving, thinking about myself less. Uh, I still have a long way to go. Kendra can speak to that. But it's just encouraging to see like, oh, I'm not quite as much as a jerk as I was a little while ago. You know, that's just that's just really encouraging to see. And also, I'd say like just being an encouragement to others and like 
like lately just having something positive to say that meets a need, you know, like Ephesians four talks about, is it, I'm going to get the verse wrong, but just um, being able to have something that doesn't tear someone down, but, but builds him up or builds her up and, and knowing just what to say. Like I'd say something and like, well, if I would have like just said that it wouldn't have been encouraging. It probably would have been detrimental, but like the Lord helped me to say something that was helpful. So those are just a few instances where I've seen God at work lately. Are you guys able to share any, you might not be able to, but if you are able to, um, any specific prayer requests that you have seen God answer? Yeah, I can share one from today, actually. So I've asked, um, this is something I've been talking about with my mentor again, and just uh, asked some friends to pray for. And uh, I'm trying to grow and just being more obedient to um, having spiritual conversations with people and just being sensitive to those opportunities. And I was praying for that and been, I've been praying for it. And this morning, um, one little takeaway, we, I've been going through first Peter with men's Bible study and first Peter one 13 says, um, therefore preparing your minds for action and being sober minded. So your hope fully on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So I was thinking about that and just how my hope should be future. But I was also thinking this morning, I, I guess kind of understood it better. Like, well, how does this apply to, sharing the gospel with other people. Well, it, it, um, applies in that, like if I'm preparing my mind for action and being sober minded, I have the end in mind, what, what the ultimate is. And I should be looking for those opportunities and asking for them intentionally. And I, I, it was cool to see that apply in that situation. And then I was kind of praying like, okay, Lord, I have no idea how, um, I'm going to have this conversation with somebody I'm stuck at home and when or where or whatever, but would you help me to, to make the most of today and to be intentional in this way? And today, like we have a friend that we talk to periodically off and on. Sometimes we can't get in touch with him. I hadn't been able to get in touch with him for like a couple months or something. Um, in Canada the other day, I'd said to text him. So this morning I'm like, Oh, I'll just text him. Still not even thinking about what I would like prayed this morning. And then, um, right away he like didn't reply to my text. He just called me back. And then we ended up having this really neat conversation about, life in Christ. And I mean, he's not a believer, but I think he's, he's definitely on a journey. God's working in him. So it was just neat. Cause I didn't anticipate that at all. It was really cool to see this morning. So it sounds like both of you are seeing personal growth and are seeing God meet you and give you exactly what you need in just your day-to-day life in being a stay-at-home mom in your interactions with other people and that he is changing your desires to be able to submit to him and to desire him more. Yeah, I think that's very well said, especially the end there where you said changing your desires. I think that's a big, big part of it. He's changing us. And in that process, he's changing our desires. And I'd love to add a, a story of how I've seen him answer prayer if I can. We have been praying for our children, of course, to um, understand God's love and grow in their love for Him. And we've seen um, waves of receptiveness among in our four-year-old. There are seasons where he's very receptive to um, learning about God, and there are seasons where he is not. And lately, I'd say it's been more of a season where he's less receptive. So we just continued to pray and continue to um, demonstrate for him that our faith in God is is real and vibrant, and he's changing us. Um, and we depend on him. And the other night as I was putting him to bed, it had been a really rough 
day for me um, with him. And I just wanted him in bed and wanted to be able to be free and, you know, clean up the house and go to bed myself. But um, we had a really sweet time talking. And um, before I left his room, he asked if he could pray. And he um, just prayed a very sincere, genuine prayer. Normally, his prayers are, Jesus, thank you for this food and everything. Amen. But he prayed um, much more specifically about myself. He prayed for me. He prayed for Bo. He prayed for his brother. He prayed for our family. It just really touched me and and showed me God is working in his heart. And, and I need to persevere in um, teaching him and persevere in praying for him and just demonstrating for him how God is working in, in our lives. Are there any specific moments that stand out for you as some of your really favorite moments with God? Um, some of my lowest points where I was really struggling um, and I, I saw him answer my prayers specifically um, were so encouraging. Like, oh God, you care and you love me and you've provided but it's often when you hit those lows um, where you, you desperately need him. There's nothing you can do if he doesn't come through. Um, those have been some of my sweetest moments with him. And I'd say, too, some sweet moments that I've been savoring lately, like a, a specific example. I have been memorizing a, a verse a week through the, it's called the fighter, fighter pack verses. Um, it's three years of scripture memory, um, doing one verse a week. And I think it comes through the Desiring God ministry. Um, You can order them online. But a group of gals at church that um, I'm in a small group with, we're doing one verse together a week. We memorize it and then we recite it. And so during the week, I have it on the the window ledge above my kitchen sink. And so on, I'm washing dishes or preparing dinner, I'm reading it. And I'm just learning to savor... um, meditating on scripture because it's a whole week that I'm reading this verse. And so it's just sort of marinating in my mind and heart during the whole week. And God has um, brought some very specific verses to teach me. Like the the verse I mentioned earlier, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God and it will be given to him um, generously and without reproach. And that has been so sweet. I felt, I sensed that God was speaking to my heart through that verse and, um, I was able, I've been able to apply it to my life. Those are sweet moments um, with God. Yeah, absolutely. Bo, any, did anything specific come to mind? I appreciate that Kendra said struggling. Um, and it's not always that time, but I think that's been true for me too. When I, when I see my own weakness or, or I guess you mentioned earlier, Kendra, idolatry of, of what you're trusting in. Like, I think, um, work, for instance, like it was easy to, to look for my identity in that. And um, I compared myself to other teachers and I'm a little bit different of a thinker, I'd say, for most of the people at our school. Um, so I, I was I had been comparing myself to them for you know, a number of years and thought like, oh, well, I'm not doing it that way, um, which kind of put me on a journey. And I did like some podcasting and YouTube stuff and like blogging for a while, which I think the Lord used for good. But it, I was putting my identity in, in my work and in my performance. Um, and I, through that, I think the Lord helped me see eventually that um, the gospel is the only thing that I can put my identity in that, that he's given me value and worth in Christ. 
And um, that it is finished. Like the, the work, the real work is that's what Jesus said on the cross. It is finished. It's done. Um, and I think just as I, I don't know, it was a big moment when I understood that like my growth doesn't just start with the gospel, but it goes deeper and deeper and continues with the gospel, even as like uh, a believer in already, like I keep going back to it and seeing it from a different vantage point or perspective and savoring it um, even more. So I think, I don't know if that's one moment, Canva so much better <laughs> remembering specific moments, but I think just that um, experience of like, Oh, this gospel is, is awesome. And um, seeing it afresh each day and, and looking at it from different perspectives and seeing how it meets different needs. That's been like a sweet moment. Just, just clinging to that. Hmm. Yeah. Can you describe some of the ways in which God helped you to understand that you were putting your, your confidence in your performance? Yeah, sure. Um, I think just, well, first seeing that I was comparing myself to others, like that was, that was a big clue and just like a lack of peace and a lot of discontentment. I think those were signs too. Um, and that just kind of sent me searching. And then when I was doing this blogging thing, like it was enjoyable and I had some quote unquote like success, but like, it still was like a bottomless pit. Like how many subscribers do you need or how many, uh, like how many little books do you have to write or like how many podcast listeners do you need to be happy? Like it just to, to make you feel like, Oh, you're something worthwhile. Like it just, it didn't work. Whereas like the Lord offers peace in, in his finished work. So I, I think in like conversations um, with other people and in reading uh, some, a lot, yeah, lots of scripture and, and um, some books by Tim Keller. I found those really encouraging and helpful. And then, and then um, yeah, just being immense Bible study and meditating on the truth. I came to mention um, scripture memory. And I think that's just been huge too. like finding gospel passages and then like going over them, like every day, thinking about them every day, um, mulling them over and questioning them and um, asking, am I believing this? Am I doing this? Repenting if I'm not that sort of stuff. I think, that's, that's been really big and like driving them down in our heart. A uh, prayer that we've been praying this year is like from Ephesians three and it's um, grant us to be strengthened with power through your spirit in our inner being so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. And it's, um, it's not like that. We're not our believers that, that we're asking Christ to come in, but that he might be uh, like the hub of everything that the central, the most important part preeminent, like, the filter through which everything else flows, the core. I think that's the heart of that prayer that more and more he would take over and that um, he would be like that pearl of great price, that treasure that we'd sell everything else for. I think it's that, uh, speaking of sweetness, like the more that's the reality, the sweeter and sweeter life gets, no matter what the circumstances are. Has anything surprised either of you as you have been experiencing God? I think it's just, his, his patience and, and love is, I, I don't know. I think like I'll start a day. Like I remember John Piper saying something like every morning when he wakes up, the devil's on his face. Like I kind of get what he means with that. Like we have to preach the gospel to ourselves every day. So I, I think some days, like it's so easy for me to be like works oriented. Like I need to do these things to be valuable to God, even though I know that's not true. Um, I think just 
just um, knowing each day that his, his mercies are new and his steadfast love never comes to an end. Like Lamentations 3 talks about that, that it's, it's there every morning and, and that I need to start by realizing that um, he re- rejoices in me, exalts with gladness over me um, because of Christ and that in him there is no condemnation. Um, so I think just starting with those like those truths and and as I realize what they really mean, like that God's love has been is has been poured and is being poured into my heart through the Holy Spirit who's been given to me. Like it's just it's it's like uh, it fills me with joy and I'm like wow God I I didn't realize how um, loving you are and I'd say one other one is just that I've been wrestled with is just the fact that like God is desirous of His glory and for a while I was like that just seems kind of selfish. Um, but just coming, coming around to see that like, no, he's, um, the self-existing one who's deserving of glory. He's created everything. And not only that, like his glory is our greatest good too. And when we're most satisfied in him, he's most glorified in us. So like just seeing how those things kind of come together, um, this has surprised me, but in a way that's really, um, joy giving. Kendra, have you thought of yours? What comes to mind now is how God cares. He, he cares about the little things, the mundane things. He wants me to come to him with, um, with even the little things. And he, he delights in, in me delighting in him and me learning about him and, um, knowing him. And, um, that, that has surprised me. I think for a while I thought that, I had to do it on my own and figure things out myself and don't bother God with these silly requests. They don't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but he, he, he cares and he, he wants me to depend on him. So that means even bringing little things to him that has surprised me. It's been really cool for me to hear from you guys I've learned about you and I know that obviously our listeners will learn about you and hopefully that they'll, they'll learn more about God from the way that you are seeing him. So thank you guys so much for taking the time to reflect on these questions and then to share that with us and with our listeners. If there's anything else that came to mind that you wanted to throw in there about God, feel free. I, I think something that I'd, I'd love to throw throw out there that Bo has challenged me with this year is um, when we come to scripture, it's it's a spiritual book. So we, we um, shouldn't just read it like like any book. You pick it up and you start reading, but to, to start reading it with a prayer. God, will you teach me? Will you open the eyes of my heart to, to behold wondrous things out of your law? Ask God to, to teach us from his word. Um, that was something I had never thought about really before. Um, and so I just love to encourage the listeners that, um, to, to ask God actively as you're, um, reading his word to teach you what it means. Um, cause his spirit can, can do that. And I'll just add one thing if that's okay. I think we've really been encouraged just by having a, a regular set time of prayer together. And I, we didn't do this for a long time. Um, We'd probably like pray on our own a little bit, but we've just been trying to pray for like, well, like five, 10 minutes together each night. And it's been so encouraging. Um, 
It includes more than just a prayer time because then often it starts with us sharing what God's been teaching us or sharing what's what's on our hearts. Um, and and in that conversation, then we can often get to the root of, okay, you're, you're saying you need prayer for this, but I think the real issue is probably this idol in your heart or this fear. And then we can pray for the, the deeper issue from which um, a lot of our problems are coming from. Yeah. And I, and I would just add to that. Um, I, w- I was listening to Tim Keller again and he was just talking, it was a marriage um, sermon that he and his wife were kind of doing together. And he was saying like, this is your, one of your greatest opportunities to, um, to really pour into a person and really disciple one another um, and I, I hadn't thought about it before that way, but it's just been neat to, to pour into one another and, and to see how God is helping us grow independence on him together and just to see how he does answer prayer. And I just like writing those answers to prayer down is really encouraging because sometimes we'll feel discouraged and we pull out the book and just read through it. And we can see like this podcast is doing such a good job of reminding that God is at work even when we can't see it and and that we can trust in him. So um, yeah, I just want to recommend that it's not a huge amount of time. Like we normally talk for a while, but then we'll just pray for like five minutes. And uh, if you feel like you don't have enough time, <laughs> we put our, um, our little treadmill and bike beside each other. So often we'll just sit on those and do it while we're exercising. So there's more than one way to do it. You can kill two birds with one stone, but I think just being committed to that, <laughs> it's been really encouraging. Hmm. That's great. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Kendra went out with the kids again. They pretty cool because our youngest just woke up. So I think it was a good time to wrap up. But it was a pleasure, Emma. Psalm 107 verse 43 says about stories like this. Those who are wise will take all this to heart. They will see in our history the faithful love of the Lord. If you have a story you'd like to share, or you know of someone who does, please go to our website at www.seeinggodpodcast.wordpress.com and click on Submit a Story. God is doing things all over in all of His people, and we want to know about as many stories as possible. So please do go to the website and submit a story. Also, we would love to hear your thoughts on this episode or the podcast in general. You can tweet us at GodSeeing or comment on our Instagram or Facebook pages at Seeing God Podcast. You can also email us at seeinggodpodcast at gmail.com. This episode was produced in the studios at Lancaster Bible College. I'm Emma Moore. Our interviewer is Jan Gebert. Our engineer is George Haynes. And our show music is Siberia by Dmitry Lukyanov. Thanks for listening to this episode of Seeing God. <laughs>